As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. That's the that's the drum part. <laughs> But my my voice broke. Danae, is that the spoiler cast theme song for this week? It's a little bit of a knockoff. You used to do that for the spoiler cast. But it's been a hot minute. It has. It has. <laughs> Do you want to hit us with another spoiler cast theme song? I want Andrew to do his version now. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Sif Pop spoiler cast where the theme song is different every week because we never want to give anything away. I hope I didn't ruin your childhood movie. <laughs> <laughs> Please make sure, by the way, to listen to the podcast version of the review first before this. And if you haven't seen the movie, we highly recommend you hold off and listen later, not just because we're going to spoil it, but also because some of what we're talking about will not make sense because we're going to jump all over the place uh, and not worry about people who haven't seen the new version of Beauty and the Beast. It is new. I mean, this is no a total remake. There's so much that's exactly like the original or really close to the original. At least it was intended to be. Mm -hmm. Andrew may disagree that it was exactly because parts of it didn't lie. You're going to the original movie. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, they could have just cut a cut in some scenes. And, and Aaron, you watched the animated movie this morning. I did. I did. I wanted to be prepared for this. And I will tell you more than anything else, I realized how different this one is than the original that I was not aware of. Now, most of those differences come down to just doing a live action movie versus doing an animated movie. But That's interesting is, that you say that. It is so different. I guess because so much time has passed between, it's just such a part of my... I don't know, memory. In addition to the new stuff that's added, like the new songs and scenes, and, and we're going to talk about any specifics that we want to now. But in addition to that, there's a whole verse cut out of the Gaston song. Yes. Um, because Every of, last inch me is covered in hair. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, that's that's missing, I think. Yeah. Um, but and in Belle's song at the beginning, whenever she's like, oh, it's my favorite part, because you'll see... Here is where he, where he meets Prince Charming, but you won't discover that it's him till chapter three. That I thought that was in there. I didn't. It was. Oh. I thought it was in the new one, too. Yeah. I apologize. Pretend <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> but there are just, there are things I noticed while watching it that I was like, oh, that's, you know, different in the, the little specific things. But I think overall, it really has to do with just the story. It has to do with the fact that they're telling a live action story. They want it to be more realistic, you know, those kind of things. So, for instance, the backstory stuff that they added, which we'll get into, you know, specifically, um, the backstory stuff they added, all that is to drive a different feel for the humanity of the story as opposed to the animation. So, in the animation, like during that, you know, early song and the Gaston song and all those kind of things, these crazy animated things are happening, you know. When Gaston, you know, spits, it's not just spitting into a spittoon. He ricochets it off, you know, 40 different things. Uh, the girls that are in love with him are all falling out of their dresses, basically. And with they're their, blonde. 
with their cleavage, and they're all blonde, yeah. and they all look like triplets, basically identical. But that's changed here, and you know, I don't think we would say that's for bad reason. You know, nope. it's a more grown up idea of what this story is or or what it could be, and that's what I just noticed time after time after time was they just made these simple changes and sometimes complex changes, you know, to the overall story in order to serve what they wanted to do with this material as opposed to what the animated film wanted to do. So what are some of the some of the specific things that you guys think about when you think of differences or things you wanted to bring up? Uh, do you guys want to start with just go from song to song and talk about how they're different? We can start with songs. We, we can kind of go in order if you want. I will say right at the beginning, um, the entire opening scene is different because in the original animated film, it's all just told through stained glass windows. Yeah, which I liked way more. On stained glass windows. I loved the original opening. I didn't mind the new one. Like uh, this one. Well, they're setting up some things. But they're setting up some things for later on in the movie. Uh, the main one being the Enchantress. Yeah, she's kind a, of a new character. She's a big character in this movie, and she's not a character at all in the old one, except except for the opening part. Except for the opening stained glass part where they say that's how he got changed. Which I like that way more. I like the fact that she was this mystical, unseen character. You know, now that she's actually in the movie, it kind of adds a different element to it that I was a wasn't prepared for, and b thought that it actually showing her power actually took away from her power in the animated one because now we see how she does it where it was more mysterious in the animated one because she is this unknown character now that you put a face to it for me i was like oh okay i like i like the mis- the mystery behind it all one of the most disappointing parts for me is like if and, I, and so Aaron since you just saw this yeah, yeah. i'm going straight from memory here yeah, when the beast, when Belle comes back for the beast and the beast is dying, at the end, you know, mm-hmm. and then she says, you know, don't go. I love you or whatever. Yeah. And then, then the petal falls. Yeah. Whereas in this movie, the petal falls. Then she says she loves him. There actually and, is a tear that falls before the petal in the live action. Yeah, I was very aware of that because I was like, OK, how does the magic work? And I think the magic is in that tear. Yeah, because the, the tear was a part of the animated. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, what was interesting is that the enchantress was present at the moment when she confesses her love for the beast in this uh, new version. Yeah. And I feel like that was kind of like she released the power to go ahead and, and transform the prince. Yeah. Rather and, than it being the power of love. Yes. It was a choice on her part in this it movie. Felt like and that, it was almost felt like it was a reversal. Yeah. Like they didn't quite get there, but she was going to allow it. You know, like yeah, there's almost was a weird. grace element to it. Yeah. And also, because it, everybody else, and this doesn't happen in the animated version, all the other characters turn into yeah. their items for good. Like everything solidifies and becomes, they die. All these people die in the new one. In a, in a way. Then, yeah, but then they come back. Yes. Right. Because I think the Enchantress gives them a, like a little go. Which right. doesn't like make sense. Why punish them? And kill them. Because <laughs> think about this. The Enchantress in this one is saying, the Beast, you're just going to remain a Beast forever. Everybody else who wasn't mean yeah. to me is going to die. Yeah, it was, an interesting, it was an interesting decision that they made in this one to turn them more into their actual parts. Mm-hmm. Like, so, you know, the stool becomes a stool, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I did not like, I did not like that. I couldn't talk about it in the show part, but that's actually the thing I did not like the most is at the end of this movie, when they all kind of turn back in, it's kind of this big reunion scene, but I didn't really care. I, 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 it was weird. It was a really weird kind of thing for me. I, 
I wanted to kind of more focus on Belle and her person, mm-hmm. but instead they spent a lot of screen time. Yes, turning everybody back into these components, and we didn't care. I don't. I don't care about the wardrobe. Well, and, yeah. or, and it wasn't or the just, harpsichord guy. Right. Like, I just didn't care right. about that. They were secondary characters. Yeah. We didn't have enough backstory on them. They wanted us to believe in these relationships that we didn't even know about. In this one, here's another change. In this one, they have real life relationships with people in the village. That's the other thing that was really oh, yeah. bothering them to uh, me. Now, uh, she uh, changes their memories. Yes, like but, Mrs. Potts, her husband lived in the village and he just <laughs> forgot about his wife and kid. Can we camp here for a second? Yeah, absolutely. I have a question for you guys. So we, I was trying to figure this out on the way home. And this is one of the things I kind of alluded to in the show proper, um, as I'm trying to kind of work my way out and this. So, how much time has passed then from him being turned into the beast? Because I can tell you in the animated movie, but I can't tell you in this one. Probably Be- like not even a year, maybe. Right, because this is we're talking about people, some living in the village who, when they walk in the castle, oh, this kind of seems familiar, and I'm like, wait, what? And then there are people living in the village who weren't working, I guess, at the castle, so they didn't get trapped. But when they all return, it's like it's like a reunion of the village. It's a reunion of the people working there. It's a reunion of the castle. It's, everything's coming back to life again. But not that much time could have passed. Yeah, and I think the live action version is specifically vague on that, uh, so that it doesn't yeah hinder continuity stuff because it would have had to been a short time in the movie. Is it like before his birthday? It's or something? ten years. Okay, it's ten years after. And here's the other thing about the movie. In the movie, it's not just before the last petal falls. The animated movie. In the, I'm sorry, yes, in the animated film, it's not just before the last petal falls. It's before his 21st birthday. Yeah. So think of this for a second. She enchanted him when he's 12. When he's 11. Oh yeah, 11. For being a little punk. <laughs> for being a little punk. Now I did like. And says until you know what love is. Well, he's 11. Yeah. How's he going to know what love is? It's weird. I remember trying to contemplate that or, a few years ago talking about it. Or he, uh, she just, he froze was time. 21 and she froze time for him and he just wouldn't age as the beast. But then why would uh, the birthday matter? Because the birthday is yeah, based it said on before, time. Yeah, it's based oh, on time. It said before your 21st birthday. So yeah, he was 11. So a little bit of a weird timeline on the first one too. Yeah. You know, so there's a little inconsistencies there. But, you know, overall... Uh, and the Enchantress is also part of um, Maurice's story in an, an interesting way. Maurice is tied to a tree in this one. Was not tied to a tree in okay, the Okay, so let's let's camp there for a second. This takes Gaston to a level of evil that he did not have in the first one. Uh, he was a jerk. He was completely arrogant. Probably more arrogant in the animated one than even in the real life and one. And I think that's why I wanted more of a Patrick Warburton version of Gaston, you know, just to... But see, that's going with the animated feel of kind of the silliness of it. And this movie wanted to be serious. And I'm saying, okay, you can't have it both ways in this movie. I agree. I understand. You can't have parts of it be serious and say, well, they were just trying to be serious here. But then other parts are like, well, yeah, they were just trying to capture the ridiculousness of it. You can't have it both ways. It changes where, the tone of the show. Sure. Where are the parts in the live action that you feel like tried to be ridiculous or silly? Every single song. Every no, single song. No, the songs were changed not to be ridiculous and silly. Oh, come on. Be Our Guest was so ridiculous. No one blanks like Gaston was incredibly ridiculous. Bonjour was ridiculous. Bonjour was bad. <laughs> I think Bonjour was bad because whenever you have a musical, whenever there's you know an entire town of singing and choreography and stuff like that, it takes you out of reality. So whenever you go from that and then you sure, try and sure, jump yeah, back yeah. to reality and say, oh, right, yeah, no, yeah. this is the dark and gritty. It's an acceptable Gaston. musical suspension of disbelief. It just happens in musicals. Exactly, I don't yeah. mind that they made Gaston the way that they made him because I think that we have to learn to hate him in a new way right now. 
for where we at we are at like we have right. to we have to hate this character we can't somewhat kind of like him and and be able to kind of excuse away his arrogance we have to really not like this character so i didn't mind that he turned into basically a murderer you know mm-hmm. well he not murders basically. the beast yeah you know in a way and i like i did like that in his song it alludes to him shooting the beast in the back I don't know if you caught that. Some of the lyrics of the song were actually oh, about how he likes to shoot him in the back. I actually couldn't oh, understand, yeah, I couldn't yeah, yeah, understand right. the words. Yeah, it was going a little bit. There, there were several things I didn't understand necessarily. There were some things I liked and like that I could follow. Um, but yeah, in this one, he he ties Maurice to a tree when Maurice um, wants to you know take him to, to go see Belle. Instead of locking him up in the gloomy bin, you know, they kind of in, create a longer timeline. And they do this with the story quite a bit. They create another little storyline well the original kind of elongate the, the original is under an hour and a half long yeah so in this one was time. 208 so yeah and i felt every extra minute of it but when when the girl i did not just to what i didn't throw that out there <laughs> what i was like i was like what was when agnes aka the enchantress and comes to take him off of the tree maurice her. off of the tree huh he knows her he knows her, and I was like, "Wait, who is well, that?" Well, because she's the old hag from the village. Yeah, but I didn't put that together. Oh, see, I did. I I missed that later on when they're back at the tavern. I was like, "Oh, she's the loony one that Gaston was kind of making fun of earlier mm-hmm. in the movie." But in that yeah, moment, you're going to turn out just like her. I was like, "Who is Agnes?" I had no idea. So I was kind of confused about that. Sure, sure, sure. But they're trying to weave in her character and you know, kind of show that there's a care i guess that she has for maurice for whatever for whatever reason so i don't know maybe she can tell that maybe something is shifting um it i also i don't know if this is if you guys had anything else to say about that but um i also just keep going i kind of liked how they did the uh castle exists um and isn't seen thing you know making people forget about it yeah where they turn the path and then all of a sudden it's snowing they, I think they did some really clever things with like visually showing us that we're kind of off the map here. This is how this is happening. Um, because you do have a double thing going on. I think Andrew says something that bothers you is you've got this suspended belief of the fantasy of the story and then also this is supposed to be live action. Yeah. So it's kind of like this strange sort of juxtaposition. But I did like how they, they did that. Yeah. Um, I also wrote down that they added the backstory. You guys want to talk about backstory stuff? Hated it. I love the backstory. It's probably my favorite thing about the movie. <laughs> now you're talking about her backstory and his because they and add how both they and of how they are parallel to each other. This is a movie about how your upbringing can affect who you are, and yet how you are not chained to your upbringing. And to add that element to what's going on here, I found really moving. My wife and I were talking about it on the way home about adding the back his backstory, which again we're in spoilers, so it doesn't matter. I'll go ahead and tell you his backstory, which is only that, took like. 10 seconds to explain on film. Right, yeah. uh, I'll I'll get into mine after you. Sure, sure. (laughs) Is that his mother died uh, from a disease of, you know, some sort. Plague. And... uh, Was his mom a plague too? I think we're supposed to believe that they both died from the plague. Yeah, I think so. I think it's a... That, again, goes to the parallel thing I think they're trying to do here. I didn't catch that, but Mm -hmm. okay. So she dies, let's just say the plague, although I don't think it's explicit in the movie, um, but I think you're meant to assume I think you're, yeah, insinuating. Um, So she dies of the plague. And he's left to be raised by his father, who is apparently an awful man. And so part of the reason he's become who he is is because of, is his, because up- of his upbringing, mm-hmm. because of his dad. And his the people in the f- um, that are closest to him who have been caring for him feel a certain responsibility 
for him being able to be corrupted because they didn't step in when he was younger and try to help to shape his character. It's like this moment when, when um, Belle is basically saying, why do you guys care for Beast so much? You know, he, he does, uh, you guys didn't do anything. And they're like, yeah, we know this is, we didn't do anything when we could have. So it's kind of like their dedication to him over time was because they did love him because they saw him as this youth that was kind of corrupted. It also offers, but they really don't spend a lot of time talking about that. No, they don't camp on it, but Mm -hmm. it really does also kind of answer. I think it's the storytellers in in some way attempting to answer the idea of why are these people being punished too? Mm -hmm. And I think it's speaking to the fact that, you know, when you have influence over somebody and you choose not to say something or not to be an influence for them that you do bear some responsibility. Yeah, in but that, when so. he's a prince and he just might want to like off with your head kind of a thing, maybe you don't say anything. <laughs> it's not like that was the culture back then. Yeah. Um, so similar backstory going on for, for Belle. And then I want to hear kind of your opinions on, on so these. So the backstory for Belle is that her mother also died from the plague. But in this instance, her father cared for her and loved her so deeply and brought her up and sacrificed for her. And that's how she became who she was. But what was holding Belle back was not having that key piece of information that she had died from the plague because dad just wouldn't talk about it kind of a thing. Yeah. So there's so this, they introduced a new magical book. They it, Yeah. They introduced a book to basically help her travel back anywhere in the world. One of my favorite parts is just hearing Andrew's sighs every time he brings something up. And um, they also, the part of their backstory for her is the rose and that they kind of are in they're they're yeah. tying in the rose theme into her story before it's a rose theme for the beast's story and i think what they're trying to do is tie them together emotionally i did not see this working a hundred percent great i appreciated it but i'm curious what andrew is gonna say about it watching this as a kid i didn't need those questions answered right and i don't need those questions answered right now right I think that for specific characters like the Beast and Belle, talking about them right now, there are parts of their lives that are best left shrouded in mystery. Why is the Beast like that? I don't need to know that. And whenever they try and introduce that, it changes the story and it takes away some of the mystery of it that makes it so magical. Like You could, for instance, I'm not speaking of anything that happened in my life or anything, Just hypothetically, say that there was something in my life, like there was maybe somebody who was a version of the original Beast where he's a terrible person. I could implement in my life, well, maybe he's a jerk because of this, because this happened in my life, and it makes it more relatable in that sense. Mm -hmm. Whenever you take that out of the film and you start answering questions that don't need answered, it takes away some of the personality and maybe some of the ability to... Put yourself in the story. Kind of like make it, like you get to kind of make, make it your own. Beast backstory, whatever you want. To. I feel exactly. like what you're describing is the same effect it has when you read a book and then see a movie and you're like, oh, that's not what that character's supposed to look like. Right. Exactly. It's a different version of the same thing where exactly. I've been able to create this world in my mind, but now you're destroying that world because you told me things I didn't want to know. Exactly. Uh, I'll talk about, <clears throat> sorry, I'll talk about the book now. Introduced once in this. Never brought up again. I thought that they were going to replace the magic mirror mm, with that mm-hmm. book. And uh, the visuals of like the book turning and taking you there. And he's like, oh, now we're in Paris. And then you're in the attic. Um, I didn't, I, nothing. It got nothing from me other than I don't need this at all. Um, I don't need to know Belle's backstory that her mom died from the plague. It's completely not affecting me on any emotional level. 
And uh, the same with Beast's story, actually, because it was 10 seconds long. Like, uh, uh, oh, my mom's dead. Now uh, my dad just drags me away after I say I'm never going to leave my mom. And then he leaves his mom. Um, I, I just felt it all corny and incredibly pointless. And uh, I think if the movie had, for example, let's say that they didn't have the the songs and they didn't have some of the other side character things going on like Lumiere and his woman mm-hmm. and they had spent more time developing the depth of the emotion of the of Bell and Beast I think it could have worked better yeah but I did like it because it did bring them together in a way but it's for the intelligent you know adult sort of mind you know like we're like oh here are some little clues that sort of give a depth to why these two are connecting because in reality you've got like, you know, a, a beautiful young woman and this monster and, and now it's like, oh, okay. So they're finding something to be related to each other. I found what worked better was their connection over literature. I thought that worked beautifully. I did like that because you know, you've got this, he sort of is realizing as he's like laying there, I, I wish they would have spent more time developing those two's relationship to be honest because it was so interesting to hear him speaking and his attitude which well but this develops it so much more than the original does. yes it does but i loved it i loved his attitude i love how he would be like making faces like blah you know like and when he smiles there's some really good humor you know that kind yeah. of matches up with that whole thing and they developed his character really kind of fun but when it got to that point where he's kind of like opened up to her a bit and um you know he's he's like yeah, had an expensive education or whatever. You can kind of tell he's his he's starting to crack open, and then the moment in the library, which is one of my favorite scenes, um, oh, when you first see the library, yeah, that was actually kind of powerful. It really was, and you see her. That was the first time I saw her as Belle. Me too. Yeah, like genuinely, I was like, oh, that's that's what I want. That's what mm. I want. Because in the in this library, me, by the way, much more realistic. If I'm wrong, than the animated library. Yes, yeah. in the animated. Her library in her town had far more books. Yeah. Correct? It's a shelf it, in here. In, in this, this new one. one, it's just a few books. Is, is that right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought you were saying okay. then the Beast Library. I was like, no. <laughs> uh, he had seemingly infinite high ceilings oh my in gosh, that library. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, which I thought was far more realistic, and I loved it because books are not something that you would have had. It's a commodity. Yeah, yeah. It would have been very difficult to get them. So she would have been rereading the same ones. And I love that they took a more realistic was approach it, to that in the live in action, this live action movie. Was he a bookseller or was he a priest or something? I don't know. I, it was hard to tell because it was kind of like a combo. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't tell. It seemed to be both. Yeah. yeah. It was like, he was but almost it, like a religious figure, it well, seemed. In olden times, religious figures were the ones who had the book. Right, right. I know. That's why I wondered I did if, love it was, that. if okay. that was yeah. more of a, a like a so again, they, plea to realism. Yeah. So and I lo- I loved that. I was like, oh, that's so interesting. So it makes the moment when she's in the library even more powerful because she's seeing more books than she's ever seen her whole life, and Beast reacts to that, and then she starts reading, and there's this beautiful moment when they're walking over the bridge, and she's just reading to him, and he's like, wow, I'm seeing my world around me kind of like new for the first time read more and it's actually like the literature and the poetry and all that is getting into his heart and that was so powerful for me and i felt like when you combine that with the other stuff you know as far as our backstory i think he started to feel more like human again Mm -hmm. i feel like he had he had been becoming beast for so long and here he is kind of becoming more human again, remembering yeah. things well, it's also the first, and experiencing things. It's also the first humor he tries with her is in the library, yeah. too. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and she's I like, made a joke. Yeah. yeah. She's like, was, are we joking now? Is that a joke? And and, and part of their connection is the the love of the father, the, or, or the, lo- the loss of their mother, the different relationships of their father and the beast kind of understanding where that comes from. So for an adult person watching this, I think that adding that backstory, I didn't mind it. I, think, I loved it. I, again, I, I, thought I thought it was, it was okay. Um, the, the the book thing was interesting. It's like, okay, you know, that's just how you're going to get there. You know, just kind of have to shrug your shoulders on Disney movies sometimes and go, yeah, whatever, because it's a Disney movie. Some mm-hmm. of it's just going to be ridiculous um, to kind of take him there and for him to see her going through the emotion of what she's going through, I think was yeah. another reason that they kind of fell in love. I think I'm just built a little bit differently than you, Andrew, with the, uh, like, because I'll hear people say things... Um, like they don't want a movie redone because it's going to ruin the original for me. I don't believe kind of that. Thing. Okay, well, it's the same the same concept though, where you're saying like you know I didn't need this backstory because I wanted to bank up my own kind of idea. Am I am I misunderstanding your idea? Pretty much what I'm trying to say is I just because something can be answered doesn't mean it needs to be answered. Right, and I understand that, and okay. I agree. That's, I agree with that. But what okay. I'm saying is when again something that doesn't need to happen happens, it's not an automatic negative for me. So I, I agree. I don't need that extra backstory, but I felt like it positively impacted the movie to have it. And so I, even though it changed things, it it doesn't mean like I can still love the original for what it is, yeah. and then enjoy this for the added depth. What I'm trying to say is yes, I didn't need it, but if it would have made it more interesting, I would have appreciated that. But I didn't, so I just found it more interesting yeah, than you did. I didn't find I didn't get any emotional connection okay. to right. it at no, all. That makes sense. I'm about to throw off three of the most insanely nitpicked negatives you've ever heard. (laughs) Do it. There are three parts in the original animated movie that I absolutely love that they changed in this live action one that I did not like. First one up, whenever he, in the animated one, whenever he's like, you will join me for dinner. And she's like, no. And then he's like, in the animated one, he's like, fine, then go ahead. And then he roars the word star. Star! I love it so much. In this one, he's just like, fine, then go ahead and starve. And he just storms off like a pouty kid. I'm like, no, go back to whatever. He's a beast. And he's like, starve. Yeah, that was a really good part. And another part is whenever he's fighting the wolves, I was really hoping that he would do what he did in the cartoon whenever the wolf is lunging at her and he just one arms it out of the air and he roars in its face. And I was like, I want that. It didn't happen. I was upset. But again, I think that all those good. choices are good. about realism. I really do. I think all of those choices are about making the animals I feel more realistic. And... He could have screamed oh, yeah. star. You know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about, yeah. don't you? Do? Oh, no, yeah. I'm talking oh, yeah. more about the wolf one. He's yeah. like, oh, so star. for instance, so for instance, after the wolf attack and he yeah. and he collapses, mm-hmm. you'll have to help me get up. You'll, like she that. adds that line because like in that. the original, you're like. How in the world did he get on that horse? <laughs> like, yeah. So, you know. But again, all like that, that stuff is like addressing kind of the more realistic element of, of what the movie would be. Maybe, so Maybe this nitpick I'm about to say will make more sense then. Okay. They changed something big in this movie. Well, They not, changed several not, things big, I not, think. Not big, but um, there's a scene in the animated one where he lets her go to go and save her dad because in yeah. the animated one, he's sick and dying in the snow. Mm-hmm. Um. In this one, obviously, he's uh, he lets her go because her dad is about to be thrown in the loony bin. Yes. Regardless of that, uh, they the Lumiere and Cogsworth, they ask, why did you let her go? And he says, because I love her. In the animated one, she's riding away on the horse, and you hear him roar out in pain. In this one, he sings a song. I thought mm. that the roaring mm-hmm. in pain was way more power. It was two seconds. 
And I got way more emotion mm. out of that pain of losing someone you just met. Not only because she could break the spell, because you just lost potentially the only person you know you will ever love. And this one, he sings a song for a couple minutes, and it was not as powerful for me as that roar of pain and sadness. I I, I think that I would have, I forgot about the roar of sadness. Yeah. I think that he could, he could have roared and then sang. Yeah. Because I did like that song. Yeah. I didn't I, mind it. And like I said, all the brand new songs, I didn't like a single one of them. I didn't mind the songs. I, I would go so far as to say I enjoyed the songs. I, I didn't okay. mind the songs. I especially good, enjoyed good, good, good. Uh, Days in the Sun. I thought it was really good. That was the backstory song, though, so I guess it, it makes sense that it, it appealed to me. Yeah. Because it was, was kind of tying their backstory together. There there, there was a song... Um, I think How Does a Moment Last Forever is the one that that is kind of the main new one that people are... Because it's in there twice. Yeah. I don't remember. There was a there was a moment when Belle was singing one of the new songs, and she, it was about like I'm I'm leaving my childhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, she kind of makes one. reference to it. I think she's standing in the window of her room in the East Wing, and she's kind of singing out. And it was at the oh, very end. and yeah, she's looking out the window. Okay, yeah. I know. What you're, yeah. I did. I did like that. You know, I, I'm not talking about these songs are going to be songs that stand out in Disney history like they do for like for example Little Mermaid. Did you, yeah. you know what I mean? Did you know there's a, a song that was cut from the original? That's in the special edition uh-uh. of Beauty and the Beast. No, uh, called Human Again, and it's all the the people singing You're talking about, about what, cut out from the original, the original animated. Okay. So it's got all the original anime. It's actually in the special edition. Oh, uh, and it's called Being Human Again, and uh, and so I, you know, you know, something I didn't mention in the show proper. I really wanted to mention is I was really glad they didn't overdo Emma's makeup. Does she just look like a regular girl? I really loved that. Yeah, um, I thought that was really really powerful. There was something else that I was going to talk about. Well, we spoilers. haven't talked about we haven't talked about Maurice a lot in the changes in Maurice. He's uh, not he's, an inventor. He's, he's like not an inventor. Clock. He's a he's an artist basically. He's an artist, yeah. yeah, and he's a painter and a tinkerer. Yeah, where was which, he going with that tinker toy? Which okay, in why the, did they leave it out there in the forest? <laughs> that really bothers me. Here, here's something else. Then it, that kind of takes away from Maurice's crazy uh, back, old. Yeah, cra- Maurice. he's not crazy old Maurice. If you're an artist, this is France. This is. The country of art that doesn't make you crazy. Well, but it, this movie didn't. The live action version didn't really play up the crazy old Maurice. No. It just used it as a turn, as a story turn. It didn't mm-hmm. use it as a character plot point. But I don't think it worked as well then, because <laughs> well, whenever, again, I think it's to make him feel like a more realistic human being. Because honestly, the Maurice in the animated movie is like is not a real human. <laughs> like he's a nut no, job. You could definitely be an inventor. Like he, well, I'm not saying you made... can't be an inventor. I'm just saying I just watched the movie and like he's you know. Okay, but tell me which one you would have preferred decisions. to have seen. Not like the crazy eccentric Maurice with the cartoon. Make him an inventor, make, like because if you're an inventor, that would kind of make you an outcast in that you know small quaint little town. And whenever he comes back and saying, "Now my daughter has been uh, abducted by a beast," people say, "Goofy old Maurice just finally went off the deep end." We know he was that close to hitting. If you're an artist, and then you come back and say your daughter's been captured by a beast. So like, Okay, that's a little weird for you to say, but there's no like. I don't think there's the progression of that didn't feel as fluid as saying, okay, he's a wacky inventor. Now he's crazy. That makes sense to us. Yeah, that's what I'm going for here. No, I I understand. I like. I think it. they could have gone either way. Yeah, I think it was okay. I liked New Maurice. He felt more real to me. He felt mm-hmm. more like somebody I could believe. Again, I, I did like Kevin Klein's performance. I thought he did really yeah. well. I, I liked that he was tinkering on this, you know, scene, this sort of like Holland looking, which I guess is Paris, a uh, little, little mm-hmm. scene at the very of beginning the of, of this music working. box that he's working on. 
and then they end up kind of actually at that scene later because when when beast and and bell travel through the enchanted book you know and she's looking around the space you know kind of realizing what's happening for the the other part i thought that was kind of an interesting tie-in like oh yeah i forgot we didn't really put a bow on that when he first gets to the castle it's very different as well because the you know the embodied characters are much more in conversations with him where in this one it's like the first time that chip says yeah. something to him he runs away he runs away which is makes much sense. more totally realistic makes sense. I didn't like that. he's like oh okay ah! <laughs> uh, i also liked how the castle would kind of crumble when each petal fell yeah i the, did like that yeah it was more progressive yeah. the curse was more progressive kind of felt it sort of kind of going forward um there was also a change in the way she was traded she tricked her father yeah. into letting her be traded, which again plays more on... More realistic. Uh, exactly, because there's what no way he's letting her do let, that. Yeah, yep. no dad's going to let his daughter... And how interesting was that um, uh, the dungeon? It felt very labyrinth, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where it's like... No handrails and... She she literally could walk out kind of on the backside, but there's nowhere for her to go because it's just a straight drop down. Also, yeah. she tries to escape. She does not try to escape in the animated version. Yeah. There's no escape attempts. She's trying to get out of there, man. Yeah. I, li- I liked that. I Again, kinda... more realistic to what a human mm-hmm. being would do in that yeah. situation. Yep, I totally agree with you. So... <sighs> Yeah, I'm sorry you I'm, didn't enjoy it as much. I'm I really so wish... glad you guys love this movie. It makes me really happy. Good, thanks. I I really liked it. There was there was a you know kind of getting into it again. There's things that I'm like, eh, yeah, whatever. But that's kind of how you go into Disney movies. Was there anything else that you wanted to bring up, Aaron? That was really close because I think the last thing that we need to talk about is the gay controversy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the last. It's, it's, I know it's such not a thing that I've forgotten it both times. Yeah. Um. No. I mean, again. I, I if I had kept detailed notes this morning while watching the animated film, mm-hmm. uh, I would I would have pages full of like just oh that's different you know kind of stuff. But I want to reiterate I loved the Beast. I'm sorry you guys didn't like him maybe as much. I did. CT. I did like him. I thought he was rad. Yeah, I thought he looked rad. Just some of the walking shots. I'm just like oh look a computer generated effect. Well, yeah, but that stuff always takes me out. And but, think like, about this in the animated one, everybody's animated, so there is right. no suspension. Mm-hmm. Right, of and disbelief. it feels so fluid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but how good did they do in the dance scene with the beast? I'm saying that that, I mean, no, that, that was great. The beauty in the beast scene is so beautiful. I Cause, loved it because you don't see the animated part of it. And maybe that is the only that scene there is the only thing keeping me from hating this movie. That one because they got it so right. It was so and it's pretty. The most important scene in the entire movie. You have to get that scene right. Yeah. Speaking of the dancing, that was another difference I did notice. Uh, was in the live action version. So in watching the animated version this morning, she's doing the dance scene in her beautiful yellow dress, and then she finds out her dad is in trouble, and she's riding off in her blue dress. Yes. She took the time to change, to change. out of her ball gown into yes. a blue dress before she left. This is much more realistic. It's really funny that you said that, because that was one of the things I, I was I said, oh, and in my mind, like, oh, she didn't go in her gown, you know? Yeah. But, but I then also- she arrives in town, and she's wearing clothes that she didn't have packed. No, she's wearing. No, her, she's wearing the gown. Because but then she, she also off. has that overcoat thing that she had. Did you not notice that? No, I didn't. I know she rips part of her dress off so that she can travel yeah. better. But yeah, but then she's wearing like a huh. like a knit like sweater thing to keep. Oh, her I didn't arms. realize that. Yeah, no, I didn't see that. Yeah, she to, stopped and knit on the that. way. Yeah. yeah. Also, the distance between the castle and the um, 
the village was confusing to me. She leaves the castle and she arrives basically as her father is being put into something, which doesn't seem like it would take very long for them to get from point A to point B. Well, the town is part of the kingdom of the castle, right. so it's supposed to be really close. So she, but she got there pretty quick. And don't forget, saying. whenever the villagers go to like burn down the castle, they Doesn't leave and they're there. I loved that mob scene because it's. I was just like, "Oh, buddy, here we go." Well, I loved it. I loved the cast, though. I had a good time. Do you think um, it captured the same magic of the animated fight? Like whenever Lumiere is like, "No," and then they all just start. I I thought they did a pretty good job. I, I thought th- they did a pretty good job. I thought the uh, it got a little too ridiculous for me at parts. Yeah, well, they are enchanted wardrobes. The, um, oh, I want to talk about her. The wardrobe in the animated movie, I loved her. The wardrobe in this movie, I hated. I she hated was a, the it was wardrobe. an interesting face. Well, and they also but, gave her a new character love interest in the credenza. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, Which the, was Stanley Tucci. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. 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 And then he smiles and all his teeth are missing because he shot his keys. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was kind of an interesting thing. Yeah. Um. So, speaking of the wardrobe, the wardrobe plays a key moment that I had to, that I, I brought up with my husband, as far as like when he had no idea what the gay thing was. Yeah. So let's let's go ahead and talk about that. There, it really comes down to a couple moments. There's uh, three. There's three moments. Other than normal illusions, which there's one moment where LeFou is like too far because he's got his arms wrapped around him. Yeah. It's obvious through the movie that LeFou has a thing for Gaston, but that's yeah. that's I, obvious in the original movie too. So yeah. uh, maybe it was just because it was you know childhood ignorance. I just thought that he was a but fanboy. Like, a like I want, yeah. I want to strive to be. Gaston. Oh sure, sure. I'm not saying it's obviously a homosexual no, no, no. interest. I'm yeah. saying it's I, obviously an interest or a fascination. To me, the only time in the back and forth between Gaston, especially in the dancing tavern part, uh, was or before I guess it, it, when Gaston's like, "You're great. Why don't you have a girlfriend?" And he's, he's like, he's like, I think it's because I'm too clingy. Yeah. yeah. And and then they both kind of go, huh. And they tilt their head. That's the first potential in my mind nod. Mine and was then, never going to happen, ladies. Yeah. And yeah. then and then at this, when he starts singing, I think he becomes more of what we see portrayed as effeminate. a feminine male. Mm-hmm. And that's the second kind of thing. I guess there's, in my mind, four moments. Then the third is the wardrobe moment. So the wardrobe appears and there's those three guys that are coming up the stairs and she throws all of this material on them and then they turn into where they're dressed as females. Right. And they run away. And Except one, for one of and them. And one of them is like, actually, I kind of think I look fabulous. And then mm-hmm. and she says, you're free, you're free. So that was that next kind of, for me, hint that there was like, a, and I, I didn't even, I was like, are they try, is it LeFou they're trying to say? Like, I couldn't figure it out in my head. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then at the very end, in the dance scene is when LeFou finds that guy who was wearing the dress from the wardrobe and they run into each other they run into each other and and they they start start dancing together dancing together but it wasn't even it was kind of like like a joke like haha you know and then they're like it wasn't anything that was overtly sexual it wasn't you know i don't know so those are the only times i picked up on something the biggest maybe was hyped nothing yeah of the year and i didn't realize that they were trying to say lefou was gay (laughs) i really didn't until afterwards and i looked it up I was yeah. like, oh, they're saying LeFou is gay. Okay. That's interesting. Because honestly, in so many Disney movies, you have guys that dress up like females. You have guys that dance with each other. Sometimes one is a female. Sometimes, like, and it's never but been a But a lot of those thing. characters have been heroes never. in the gay community for a long time. Like, I mean, And they've those... never been a th- It's never been an issue. Yeah. Right. It's just because Disney actually said, yes, he's gay. And again, that's, I think it was a what... super smart thing on their part. Like I like it just it took something that could have been a distraction and turned it into a win for them. 
Like because yeah. e- anybody who would have been offended, it it like steals that from them. Hmm. It's it's just a really interesting way to approach. It's called the admit and dismiss theory, which basically means if you if you come forward with something that somebody else might not like, even though you think it's right, and just admit it right off the the bat, and then it just gets dismissed. It takes away the power. From it takes them. away the power. From uh, I see. Them. I see what you're saying. So yeah. yeah. So it's it's just a really smart move on their part, even though it was nothing. Yeah, you know? it, it was it was nothing to. Disney uh, smart man. It's Disney's not like really it was smart. like Beauty and the Beast broke back mountain. You know what I'm saying? It <laughs> no, wasn't, it wasn't. Like it that. was not. <laughs> beast back mountain. We we can confirm no beast back mountain. I I think it I was. Love, that is so clever, and that might be one of the cleverest things you've ever said. <laughs> what beast back mountain? Beast back mountain. That is so good. Is there anything else you guys want to spoil? No, I think that about covers it. Yeah. So that'll do it for the spoiler cast. Uh, Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll be back next week with some mega spoilers on Power Rangers. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.